Take me to the tea. I don't have a cup to drink. But I want to listen to the show and get my life today. Please take me to the tea. On Talking Brown Sugar, we have news and sweeties. Don't forget to vote. Please take me to the tea. On Talking Brown Sugar. episode 29 and last episode we talked about habits and quirks we picked up from family members that we carry to this day yep. i'm angela the mom i'm raja the daughter and this, this is, is talking brown sugar we're in the sugar bowl again today where we share some of our random thoughts or whatever's on our hearts at the time. Mama, I know you have a few. Yes. When you roll your trash bins out, your recycling bin, or your, I guess, the leaves, tree, debris, you go by what the days they tell you to come. You put it out, it's like you say. Then they don't show up. And you're looking at everybody else. Might be one or two, might not roll theirs out the same day. But you see everybody else's bins out, you be like, wait a minute, something happened. They might come early or they might come late. And then you might have that one, you see him rolling down the street, but don't come back down the street. And you hate to be a snitching call downtown on him. But you be like, look, I got trash. Then you go out there, you see somebody's going to put trash in your bin. That just tears my nerves up. My second one. These people, these people walk on these dogs, almost like the same thing. So who should put, pick up the poop? I know the owner should pick up the poop, but I had a situation one time. Somebody put raw poop in my trash can. It wasn't in the bag, or what you mean raw poop? They just, <laughs> picked up the bullet and put it in my, the, the mish, the dog poop, in my trash. Recycling man, is that? I had to get that out. Wait. Was so plain poop with no baggie, just plain poop, fresh as the daisies in the morning. I was really appalled. I was like, I'm gonna catch this person. And you know what? We did meet. I called him early one morning, and then one time I was gonna throw the poop back to my neighbor's house because I watched their little dog come poop in my yard. But I didn't. I didn't do it. But I tell you, <laughs> a part of me wanted to like get even. That's yeah. That's disgusting and inconsiderate. Pick up your after your babies, your kids, as a lot of people like to say. Um, for me, I just like to. I've noticed this about myself um, with music, especially if I am entering a new space or um, just I feel off, like emotionally. I have to play music that'll get me in the right headset to get pumped up before I tackle the space um, or meeting or whatever it is I'm leading. Um, And that works for me. So that could work for you all or anybody out there who, you know, you just want to adjust your your temperament, your head, get your head space right, get some music, whether it be gospel, um, trap, whatever it is to get you in the right head space to tackle the day, tackle whatever is coming up next or something you might be unsure about. It helps. It helps me. It helps me. That's something I started doing. Me too. I like to cook with good music, soulful music to make me feel good. It's saying my food tastes better. Because sometimes I can just go in that kitchen and the kids be like, well, this don't even taste right. I said, I know. I ain't feel it either. If I get in there with some Luther, what? Then I might pray some of them Amigos. There's no telling what I might tell with some seasonings. The who? The Amigos. I thought I heard you say the Amigos. I thought I was going to say that might be a different group. No, I like them. I like Cardi B. She is not a part of the Amigos, but I understand the connection. 
Yeah, I like a little trap. And then I'm going to have to throw me some what? John P. Key. Shout out. Yeah. Sugar cubes, a.k.a. the news, where we put a little sugar in your cup. Samuel L. Jackson to play George Clinton in upcoming Neil Bogart biopic. biopic. We can't wait to hear about this. Once feared that it would never see the light of day, Spinning Gold, the story of famed Casablanca Records. Founder Neil Bogart looks like it's now going ahead, according to the deadline. A cast has now been announced, and Spike Lee, who was previously attached to the film, is no longer directing after being removed from the project by Bogart's son, Timothy Scott. The film will see Samuel L. Jackson play funk legend George Clinton. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, while D.L. Hughley will strap on a bass rock out as what? Clinton's funk brother, Bootsy Collins. Jasmine Sullivan has been cast as a post-Motown Gladys Knight, with King Thompson playing her former boss, Barry Gordy. Look out, people. The role of Bogart will be accompanied by Broadway's Jeremy Jordan. Next article. All right. Sounds good to me. Study mother daughter trips good for your health. A mother daughter's vacation may be just what the doctor ordered if you're in need of a stress reducing getaway. Pack your bags and grab your mom's or your daughter and go. According to the research from Harvard Medical School, mother daughter trips take once a year can help relieve stress, improve immune response, and decreases. The chance of a heart disease. That's some serious business. Essentially, it shows similar benefits to full night's sleep and healthy diet. Researchers add strong relationship and quality time with those people may even help you live longer. I embrace that. Yeah, I guess the same could go for father-son trips, you know. Um, I think it's good to take time to spend some quality time just relaxing and chilling with your family. You know, when you can. Yeah, because once you raise these little people, sometimes you got to find out their maturity level and find out what's going on with both of y'all. Because you have a lot in common. You might haven't explored or looked at them like, I remember doing that when I was this age at a tender time in life. Or sometimes kids might want to tell you something. Like, I love you. You know that. You know that. All right, on with some more news. Cheney University will end fiscal year with a balanced budget, president says. Cheney, Cheney University, the oldest historically black university in the nation, is right in Pennsylvania, spanning both Delaware and Chester counties. The school has been fighting an uphill financial battle and enrollment has been declining. But on Tuesday, officials made a big announcement to ensure its future. University leaders are joining the private industry partners to expand programming and ensure the school's, school's future financial stability. John Rollins, uh, Cheney University President um, Aaron Walton, announced the school will end its fiscal year with a balanced budget for the first time in at least six years following alumni fundraising campaign dubbed Resurgence. So that's an exciting announcement. Um, and so this was June 30 that their fiscal year ended. Um, and we've covered other um HBCUs throughout the country who've been having this issue. Um, and we know that for schools that aren't as, you know, popular, they don't receive that much funding, um, you know, in the form of grants, endowments, anything financial is supporting um, the schools. And it's important that we keep those schools o- open, not just because of their um, historical relevance, but what they are capable of doing for people, black people, especially and people of color, as far as providing opportunities for education and advancement. Um, Because these are still great schools and it's important that we have them and they exist and they are supported the same way we have other institutions um, supported. 
teary-eyed Michael Jordan unveils first multi-million dollar medical clinic he's funding in Charlotte. A teary-eyed Michael Jordan just unveiled the first of two medical clinics that he will be funding in Charlotte to provide much-needed care for struggling families in the community. The Hornets owner and NBA legend began to shed a few tears during his speech at the grand opening of the 7 million Novant Health Michael Jordan Family Medical Clinic. This is a very emotional thing for me to be able to give back to a community that has supported me over the years, Jordan said. The new center is located in the heart of Charlotte's West Side at 341 Freedom Drive. So, of course, it's great because it's supposed to be able to provide um, families who are struggling with access um, to primary care, mental health services, and health care education, education and preventative care. So not just treating what um, is going on with ailments and things people may be suffering from, but also preventing new cases um, from developing. Um, the two new clinics hope to address those issues in those different areas um, by the Charlotte Mecklenburg Opportunity Task Force as the most um, at risk generational poverty. And it's exciting um, to hear this kind of self developing right in our own state. Um, Charlotte's a great city for a lot of reasons, um, the way it's been developing and it's kind of um, been hailed as like a mini Atlanta. So a lot of positive um, economic space and opportunity for people, black people and people of color um, in business, but now also in healthcare. So it's nice to see that it's developing that way. Um, and you know, the memes are coming. Uh, with this new that we could update the new Michael Jordan crime meme with this uh, picture in this article. Uh, next story: uh, study racism shortens lives and hurts health of blacks by promoting genes that lead to inflammation and illness. Until recently, we scientists did not know the mechanism linking racism to health. Um, we have talked about this before, not specifically, but talking about epigenetics, how you can transfer different trauma um, to future generations of your family because of how the trauma impacts the way your DNA codes. And so that trauma is then passed down to offspring. Um, but it says negative social attitudes such as racism racism and discrimination damage the health of those who are targeted by tri triggering a cascade of aberrant biological responses, including abnormal gene activity. It is not surprising that reports documenting lifespan and causes of mortality have demonstrated a clear pattern. African Americans die sooner and bear heavier burden of many diseases, including hypertension, heart disease, dementia, and late-stage breast cancer. Um, yeah, we've seen examples and talks about this, how, um, essentially black comparing the health and mortality rates of black women who give birth in America and how those rates are higher than, um, African and black, um, people who are in other countries. So that tells you geographically something is happening different at different rates. And one thing that has been noted and linked is racism and discrimination. So the stress from dealing with those triggers, microaggressions, you know, seeing people killed on body cameras, all kinds of things, that fear of having to live and exist in a country in systems that weren't built for you, how it's impacting us, not just currently as we're experiencing it, but how we're passing this on to future generations. So um, we are now having discoveries um, in science, um, which for some people makes things fact. So I think it's important that we pay attention to these kind of, kind of discoveries and continue to talk about racism, discrimination, and the impact it is, has on our people. By our people, I don't, I don't just mean black people, I mean people um, because we are our people, we are humans. And I feel like a lot of people forget that black people are people. We're not superhuman just because we can handle more, um, which is seen in medicine. Um, and just in general, people see us as superhuman and super strong and, you exactly. know, strong black lead, a.k.a. Netflix. Like, I like it, but I, I get it. But also, you know, we can be, we are other things. We can be other things. 
we have capacity to be that. Um, the article goes on to say our society is plagued by racism and racial inequity, which is not fully recognized by all, according to recent studies showing that many Americans overestimate our progress in fixing racial inequality. On the other hand, more Americans, 65%, are aware that it has become more common for people to express racist or racially insensitive views, according to a U.S. survey. I wonder what happened hmm, in the last two to three years. Hmm. 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 Your president. Um, the president. Uh. Trump. Hmm. 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 But I mean, we've always had racism, and we can talk about how those attitudes have changed. Yes. Um, because even when. Um, Barack was elected that did not fix all of our problems with racism no, no. and if anything people were more enraged and showed their behinds then um, we talked about that too but um, it says as an African American uh, white individual I often experienced comments growing up like you don't sound black and what are you that made me cringe in college I became intrigued by a feel of Psychology, as it was a field that explained how prejudices, stereotyping, and racism arise. My research as a clinical psychologist at USC is focused on understanding how society, societal factors interact with biology to create disparities in health outcomes. A recent study I co-authored showed that racism promotes genes that turn on inflammation in one of the major drivers of disease. Um... And so this is coming from the the Arthur April Thames, University of Southern California. Um, It's just crazy. It says, although racism may be less overt today, I don't know, in some places maybe, but it's to each his own. Um, Mm. That's hard to say to even keep track and track all of that. <laughs> really? Um, but during the early 20th century, government policies and norms, unfair treatment by social institutions, stereotypes, and discriminatory, discriminatory behaviors are sobering reminders that racism, racism is still alive and contribute to early deaths in addition to poor quality of life. For example, blacks are more likely than whites to receive drug testing when prescribed long, long-term opiates, even though whites show higher rates of overdose. Hmm. I'm going to read that again. For example, blacks are more likely than whites to receive drug testing when prescribed long-term opiates, even though whites show higher rates of overdose. African Americans have shouldered the burden of racism for years, creating a level of mistrust for societal systems, be it health care or law enforcement, a.k.a. if the police, you know, or people who choose not to vote because they feel like their vote doesn't matter people who don't go to the doctor out of fear of being tested in prod and prod. I've been on that one. Trying to put me on some medication and guess what happens? 2000 and what? 19 Lesopril can cause what? Cancer. I knew when I saw that prescription and I have seen it with other patients. Why you don't give it to me? I said we're in a stress filled world and I asked the doctor would you take it? And she was heavier than I was. Would you take it? It's crazy. Um, and so they talking more about the study. It says certain marginalized groups demonstrate abnormal patterns of gene activity and genes responsible for innate immunity. Innate immunity is how the body fights off in response to foreign pathogens. Dr. Cole named this pattern sequence of gene activity the conserved transcriptional response to adversity. It refers to how genes controlling innate immunity behave under positive and negative environmental conditions. I mean, that's, you know, basic science. You don't put on a coat when it's cold outside, you could cause your body to experience some kind of harm. But also we know via evolution, our bodies have changed to um, reflect whatever we need to protect ourselves to survive in the environment that we're in. So if we're always in a constant state of fear, constant state of anxiety, what do you think is happening? We're breaking down and not even thinking about it. So that's why it's important for us as black people to 
go to the doctor. Make sure you go and protect yourself. Um, arm yourself with questions. Go with somebody. See if you can get somebody to go with you and go to the doctor if you have a fear of doctors, hospitals. But we need to go to the hospital um, and advocate for your health. Um, you know, go before you um, feel you know, go to those regular appointments that at least mm-hmm. your at least at the very least your annual checkup. Yeah. To stay healthy. Um and get mental health services as needed. It's not a bad thing to need a therapist or to have to go to therapy or to have to take antidepressants or whatever kind of you know, medicine you need to function the way you need to function and live and thrive and survive. Amen. We understand it has been a minute since our last recording, and of course, so many things are happening at a fast pace, um, especially in the news cycle, Um, but we wanted to pay some respects to people we have lost recently, and um, some of pay respects and condolences to some of those losses that have impacted us um, as well. Marilyn Rep. Elijah E. Cummings, a sharecropper's son who rose to become a civil rights champion and the chairman of one of the U.S. House committees leading an impeachment inquiry of President Donald Trump, um, passed earlier in October from longstanding health problems. He was 68 years of age. In respects to Ms. Atatiana Jefferson, the 28-year-old woman was shot by a police officer in her home was remembered this October by family and friends. She was a loving aunt who overcome difficulty circumstances become the first in her family to graduate from college and had her eyes set on becoming a doctor. Um, My heartfelt sympathy goes out to little Miss Camille Cupcake McKinney. Rest in peace, baby. And John Witherspoon, a.k.a. Pops, from Friday, so many other classic movies and TV shows um, passed at the age of 77. You'll be uh, missed. Put some hot sauce on my burrito, baby. Today's Sweet Deeds goes to Tips and Needles um, Nail Salon. Durham's collective of aesthetic professional, all black all female owned um full of a young energetic bunch of um aesthetic professionals and they provide the best of all manicuring services available be sure to check out my artist um at speaking of nails on instagram her name is ebata b and you can find her and her services on their booksy site on Facebook. Um, search Tips and Needles. So it's Tips and Needles Nail Salon. Check them out at Speak of, of Nails Dip My Nails. I'll be posting a picture of those on our social media accounts along with the show cover. Um, but check them out on Facebook and Instagram. And check out Speaking of Nails. Want us to promote your business in our next Sweet Deets mention? Email us, talkingbrown.sugar at gmail.com with the subject line business feature with a few sentences about your business, product, or service. There's room for everyone to eat. Always, you can find us online, Facebook and Instagram at Talking Brown Sugar, on Twitter at Talking Brown Sug. That's Talking Brown S U G. And you can also email us talkingbrown.sugar at gmail.com wellness check eat beets everyone yes eat beets guess what beets are good for what? high blood pressure cardiovascular health. health immune system get your blood moving get your blood pumping I know people say beets taste like dirt I used to say the same thing Beets are so good if you prepare them right. Yeah, a little cinnamon, a hint of sugar. You can add them to your salad, cold, pickled beets. However you might like them, even in your smoothie. They're good. They're a beautiful color. Nice maroon. It is. You know, we have to keep ourselves going without buying all this health 
stuff that's outside is easy breezy or costing you hundreds of dollars to order over TV, hey, eat some beets. Time for the main discussion. Today we will be jumping off um, in light of Trump's recent lynching comments in regards to um, his impeachment inquiry. So we're going to start with an opinion piece written by Jamel Bowie, and he was writing for the New York Times, Donald Trump lynching. The president lives to celebrate his own victimhood. Donald Trump is reckless with his words and careless with his actions. There's no evidence that he thinks deeply about anything. Which is why I was not shocked when he condemned the White House impeachment inquiry as a lynching earlier this week. We know this was earlier in October. So, some say if a Democrat becomes president and Republicans win the White House, even by a tiny margin, they can impeach the president without due process or fairness or any legal rights. All Republicans must remember what they are witnessing here, a lynching, but we will win. That was a quote directly from Trump's tweet. More than 4,000 African-American men, women, and children were lynched, burned, beaten, drowned, shot, hanged to death between 1877 and 1915. Um, We could also argue that there are still lynchings happening to this day, present day. Trump almost certainly doesn't know this to a president who operates as an internet troll as much as a head of state lynching is just another provocation. Another way to seize the national conversation in the face of bad news and criticism. And to a man who can't see beyond his own ego, lynching must feel like an apt analogy for the scrutiny of his political opponents. He can't imagine anything worse. Um, how do you feel about that, Mom? How did you feel about Trump's, uh, recent lynching, uh, comparison tweet to the impeachment inquiry? He could have found better words if he wanted to use, because I felt offended. As many people did, but that's what the opinion piece was saying, that he couldn't imagine anything worse than a lynching which is why he compared it to what he's going through correct if he felt that way he should have said you know what y'all right i need to step down be a man about it step step down i I like to say some extra words right there people (laughs) right I, i agree that um he thought that was the worst thing but it also speaks to his ignorance of to what lynching is and has done to black people during times of slavery, Jim Crow, up until now. Um, Especially when we have recently have seen news articles of people, black men who have been, black women who have been hung, found in trees, jail cells, um, hung, literally hanging. Hung. Have y'all seen the pictures? Wake up. Take a look at them. Yeah, in response to the tweet, a lot of people, um, I think their first reaction was to repost pictures and postcards. Um, people, white people with male family members of, you know, black bodies um, that were tortured beyond recognition um, and mutilated, um, still hanging in the tree. Um And for me, it also was interesting to see other people's responses who had not been aware of um, kind of the the horrific events around lynching and its historical impact on us as a community. Um, and how much of it we don't talk about it and how much we do. Um, Especially as in recent years we have, and even I have said, um, 
I want to not expose myself to films that are about slavery or the struggle uh, our grandparents, great-great-great-grandparents have gone through. But with Trump saying this lynching, comparing his the impeachment inquiry to a lynching, um, really speaks to why racism is still alive and strong today. The ignorance that is white privilege, um, to racism, to slavery, to what black people, people of color, have gone through in this country to be seen as citizens of this country. Um, the ignorance that still exists and is still a reason why we have institutionalized racism, systematic racism, legal racism in this country is because white privilege allows people to be ignorant to the truth. Not only does white supremacy uh, encourage black people and people of color to police each other police other marginalized groups like that's all of that is working together and i think um it makes a point and the point that we want to discuss today is that we need to continue to tell stories Stories. that are true to us as black people and true to other communities of colors but specifically that of black people because slavery has been um one of the sins of this country that we would love to just wash away Away. and for people to forget even though um slavery still exists in this country to date and we talk about this and we have um briefly mentioned it in other episodes but um today we just want to spend more time on talking about why it's important to discuss and have these stories no matter how difficult they may be to get through someone needs to hear it um people still need to hear it. we need to know um these the stuff because um not everybody knows it even though a lot of people um who are living in this country we are still experiencing trauma anxiety fear all this kind of, all these different emotions that are not pleasant on a daily basis because we are simply black because we're more melanated um and that's how the world has been shaped to view us as a threat even though we are in um just in this system of injustice and equality um ma you have some thoughts about why it's important to tell this story and some stories you wanted to start with? Because, you know, people don't want to talk about it. You know, some people don't want to hear the old people talk about why we should pull together, why we should dress a certain way, why you should hold your head up, be proud of yourself. Some people just don't want to hear that anymore. But now you got this man in his chair supposed to be representing the United States of America. You talking about making what great again? We had it on our backs and made this place what it is. And other cultures too. Other people from other nationalities. But what I'm saying, we want to stop opening up a wound, healing it, pulling it back to scab. And you want to say the word lynch? Come on now. That's not that's not even fair. It, it, it makes me really angry. Because we see colleges... Uh, having nooses. You gonna put a noose on a banana? Come on, people. You wanna throw nooses up and on in your, around your neighborhood, trying to frighten people and who moves into neighborhoods or multicultural gated communities? A threat? You wanna threaten people with words? I thought we were bigger than that. I know we bigger than that. Are we? I'm black and I'm proud and I love my melanin. Who who is the we that you're saying are bigger than that? Are you saying we as a country, we as America are better than that? We as a America, a black America. Oh, the black man. I mean, we can't be better yet. I was about to say I don't know if this country as a whole is. Um, no, we're getting there. Technology. We're work, people are doing the work to yeah. to do yes, um, for sure. Um, 
but we just wanted to highlight some storytellers. Yeah. Um, it's a good thing to know. And the importance of sharing with family and friends the stories of your family. Um, especially talking with elders while you can, while they are here with us. And they mental, they can mentally tell you things. That they remember and have experienced. Um, Ask questions. And not just go into family, but also, you know, taking a second just to look up your history and your state, your city, to see what kind of ground you're on. Um, one of the descendants of Claude Neal, who was a man who was lynched in Mariana, Florida, had a great documentary um, where he documents um, his journey. He did a, a jog, a run from where his ancestor, his great, 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 um, I want to say grandfather, it was mo- multiple greats. Uh, he ran from where he was being killed and mutilated all the way up until the county courthouse where they um, strung up his grandsister's already um, lifeless body to the courthouse tree so the mayor could see it. He ran from those two points and he documented the journey, the feeling. And one thing um, he expressed was as he was getting older and discovering how much of the community knew of this history, but the older generations didn't want to talk about it, even within his family, because of how painful it was. Um, and he felt it was his duty to share it with the world because people need to know what's happening in the country today um, shows our lack of awareness of what has happened and the carelessness we proceed with, you know, saying things like what Trump has said in that tweet to invoke some kind of emotion and outrage in response to people. Um, But also with the hate and racism we face that has increased since his election um, is because of this kind of, um, I feel, um, refusal and denial of the history of his country and why things are still functioning the way they do. Yeah. Because we had all kinds of great inventors, doctors, lawyers, teachers. Poets. We had even private schools for black children. Even, But do we talk about it? Do we know about it? And it's not just us as black people, I feel, who need to know about it. But white people, people who claim to be allies, should also know this, these histories, these stories, um, so that they're not completely erased. Because we don't, as a country, acknowledge that um, slavery was as bad as it was and that the effects are still um, alive and well. Yep. It has evolved into yes. many different things. Mass incarceration, uh, the war on drugs... Um, our educational system, uh, what our housing crisis, mm-hmm. um, minimum wage throughout the country. All this stuff can be traced back to racist, discriminatory policies that were derived from slave practices that were upheld in slavery. And, you know, labor, we, we did not, economics. Right. We did not get away from all of that just through the 13th Amendment. Um, take your time and read it, people. Read that Thirteenth Amendment. We did not. We have. We haven't um, progressed. We have progressed in many ways, but there's still. We still have so much room to go. Um, the Civil Rights Acts um, was 1964. We're we're still working and need to work to desegregate some. Keep some school systems desegregated. Those are conversations that are happening in 2019. What's that word? Rerouting? Rezoning? Go to your city hall. Try to get some of those meetings. Sometimes we just got to make time. We got to work. We have to eat. We have to take care of our families. We have to take care of ourselves. But we're trying to make this place a better place. But we have to do some work too. We can't just shun things and put them up under the rug like 
<sighs> Here we go again. It is tiring. This presidency has felt like it's what? been going on for ages. It's like a toothache. Um, and it's it feels like the days and times are merging together because we feel like the same thing keeps happening every day. But that's why we need to have these stories so that we don't keep repeating history. And we don't keep repeating ourselves. So we need to have these stories um, be told. Do you have any other stories you want to share with us? Like um, anything from Jellamay? Yeah. About Jellamay? Your grandma. Rest her soul. Miss Jellamay Amos Fuller Adams. Mm-hmm. She did the march on Washington. With Martin, Martin Luther King, King Jr. She had the album. She had the little flag, which I still have put up. Oh, I remember the button in the China cabinet. Yeah. Um, it's it got was the white and black hand. Mm-hmm. Shaking hands. Mm-hmm. Correct. We shall overcome. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out when that's going to happen. Because when I was growing up, I was always saying, yeah, we're going to overcome. Singing the songs. And what's, what was say People got in that song? The Black Negro Spiritual. What? The song we said. The uh, National Black Black Anthem? Yeah. What about it? Some people don't know it. Yeah, the National Black Anthem is, um, we sung that on an earlier episode. Um, but speaks to, um, the history of our people and the hope that they had for future generations and the hope we still carry and activists are fighting, um, on that same energy, that same heartbeat, um, to rise again, um, and we often talk about, like, we have to get in the room to have these conversations, these self-conversations, um, to do that. One place I know in Durham that does that, um, is Spirit House in Durham. North Carolina is a nonprofit that focuses on having those kind of conversations, but also brings it down to a community level discussion about how to build stronger, connect, more connected communities. Um, even asking different questions for people to consider about where um, you want to go as a community to then um, serve as a model for other communities throughout the state and then throughout the world on how to create safe spaces for everybody to coexist and to, you know, celebrate differences, but also keep those stories alive and how to keep them alive. Um, they provide different um, texts and things you can read to be inspired in different classes and services that organizations and individuals um, can take to begin that journey um, towards creating safe spaces for people to coexist in their community and neighborhoods. And that's Spirit House in Durham, North Carolina. Oh, yes. Um, I'm trying to talk about some playwrights who like to tell stories, which my favorite person for me is August Wilson. Did you know that I was in the August Wilson Center for work? Really? Mm-hmm. That is crazy. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, that's where one of I'm the I'm just finding this out. I thought I told you. I showed you the picture. The August Wilson Center was shaped like um, a slave ship. Yes. Mm-hmm. I told you. We I talked about this. I think I was feeling so much awe, I was jealous. But it was a good jealous. Because mm-hmm. he's one of my favorite playwrights. Um, looking at some of his background work, he was born April 27th. 1945 and he died October 2nd 2005 and we look at some of the plays that he wrote you know The Ground on Which I Stand The Plays Conversation Fences The Piano Lesson Yes and he also coined The Century Cycle um, which was 10 plays he wrote to chronicle the 20th, or 20th uh, century African-American experience by decade. Yes, and that's a big 
I mean, for someone to write 10 plays, complete 10 plays, that's amazing. For him at the time of what things were going on. And looking at the different ones, you know, like Langston Hughes, Nick Giannivani, Alice Walker, Lorraine Hansberry, and not but mention who else? Tyler Perry. Even though some of his plays have been problematic and shown black women in a different light, we can talk about that on another episode. Oh, yes. He has done great things for the black community, black creatives, artists, actresses, and actors. Um, and he's definitely showing people how um, and why people should invest um, in black-led, black-owned businesses and ventures and enterprises. Yes. Um, I like to see the challenge that people have if they go to plays. Because, you know, we learn so much from a play, a live play, telling stories like from back when 1923 up until now. Because I, w- I wasn't living in 1923. Because, you know, like a play can show you a setting and put your mind on what's happening then. So you can take something home and learn from it. Because, you know, we got different kind of critics different kind of cultures, different kind of people are seeing these plays. And you can reflect back on it because it's a lot of racism. Like racism today. You know? People have differences in their lives. We make difference in our own lives now. But when we go to these plays, it makes you open up a different feeling. Things you didn't know about. Yes, there's also um, music and movies um, that can be used and have been used by black people, people of color, to tell those stories and keep those stories alive. Um, And also just being able to capture what we're experiencing today Um, and more recently, the movie Harriet has received um, interesting backlash, but also support because it's a movie about Harriet Tubman um, and just her, her harrowing story, but also about the actress who is playing her, uh, Cynthia, Cynthia Ervo, who is a British African woman who you know tweets resurfaced from 2013 about her talking about ghetto americans um and people said that she was mocking black people but um she responded to those who you know in the backlash from those tweets she posted in 2013 um saying that she was talking about a song she wrote when she was 16 and um how she wouldn't say anything bad about anybody and she wasn't mocking black people and i was like mm, i don't know if, uh good friend but also she tweeted that in 2013 people i think should be allowed to change um i also don't think that people are canceled but what i would agree with what she said during her interview in response to the backlash was that we need more harriet tubman's and she hopes she's not the last person to play harriet tubman she was saying that we have a lot of Abraham Lincolns and Churchills in movies and on screen. Um, but it would be nice to have more versions of that and different um, leaders, people to note of his, in history. Just those different stories that we don't hear um, often to be shown on the big screen and just in popular media in different formats. Um, that is one thing I agree with her on, um, that we do need to keep telling those stories. And just like um, Broadway, Broadway never wanted to put out black plays. That's why a lot of playwrights try to strive and show what we went through. Because some people don't want to know our past. So when you go to these plays, I hope everybody try to find one. Because it can be emotional. You can learn from it. You can laugh from it. It just sets the time and tempo. Yes. And so, wanted to leave you with a quick song. It's not a quick song. But a song that kind of reflects 
some of what it feels like to be alive in this country and black is a song um babylon by joey badass so check that out also what we would like from you all is to share the work of people today who are storytellers keeping this um stories alive of our black african-american people and other people of color share those stories with us we'd like to share them um as well highlight them so email us tweeted us using hashtag tv shook tbsug also um find us on facebook leave a message or a comment um under the posting about this episode and just share those stories and people who are doing the work or sharing those kinds of stories um about our past whether it be a documentary a song um a piece of work an essay something that you may have found or have had you can also tell us a story from your family that has um some historical meaning to you all what your family's going through or what your family's uh legacy is we find that interesting as well yes so continue to tell those stories continue to listen to the stories um and take care of yourself in between all of that but um, just be considerate about hearing the story to keep it alive. Before we go, we also wanted to mention that Durham County's Engage Durham, our future together, um, would like everyone to put their two cents on the new comprehensive plan coming out. Um, this is an opportunity for everybody in the community of Durham to come speak and be heard. There are multiple opportunities um, they will have them coming up throughout November from the 14th through the 19th. They will be held at various locations, um, dates and times. The first couple coming up, um, Thursday, November 14th from 7 to 9 p.m. at Hillside High School. Saturday, November 16th, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. at Carrington Middle School. And Sunday, November 17th, 3 to 5 p.m. at Southern High School. Um, but to find out the other dates and to hear those times in, you can visit um, the Durham County website or you can visit engagedurham.com backslash comprehensive plan. RSVPs are not required, but will help plan for the event. To learn more and RSVP again, that's at engagedurham.com backslash comprehensive plan. Go be heard. Um, and express any comments and things you would like to see in the future in Durham um, and things you would like to have addressed. Remember to like, share with family and friends, and leave comments wherever you listen to the show. Hit, remember to rate us five stars. Until next time, we, we out! out.